Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 120, how to edit movies, TV shows, or video clips with Audacity. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, especially subscribe to the video edition over at theaudacitytopodcast.com. You can get the video edition links there, the YouTube links there, and subscribe to the audio edition and all of that. Now, this episode, like I've been doing for, I don't know how long I've been doing this now, but every five episodes, I like to focus entirely on audacity. And this episode, I'll be focusing on audacity with a special editing technique that especially you podcasters who want to use sound clips from any kind of video will be most interested in this. Maybe you have a TV show fan podcast, maybe you're reviewing movies, maybe you just have videos off of YouTube or anything like that. If you have a video and you want to be able to use that in your audio podcast, there's a great way you can edit that video to get the audio using Audacity. Now, we're not going to use Audacity as a video editor because it's not that at all. It's not designed to edit video and it can't edit video. It edits audio. But what I've found in my personal workflow is it's so much easier to edit my audio clips from movies and TV shows inside of Audacity or Audition instead of recording them separately. Because before I tell you how to do this, the way I've been doing this is to have my recorder ready and it's connected to my computer so it can record any sound that's coming from my computer, then I will re-watch the episode of Once Upon a Time on my computer. Then while I'm going along, if I find something that I want to use a sound clip from the episode, then I press record on the recorder, skip back a few seconds inside the episode, and then let it play again and make sure that the recorder is capturing that sound at the right uh, level of audio and all of that. And then I would take those audio clips that I've saved... I would create a new file for each one. So after I'd finished recording one clip, then I would stop the recording, start it again for another clip. That way I end up with separate files and I'm recording to WAV files when I would do it that way. That way they're uncompressed. I get the highest quality possible. So I would then take those WAV files, copy them onto my computer, and they would all be named pretty arbitrarily and consecutively numbered. It would just be something like, wave 001 or something just completely nonsense like that for my zoom h4n the files would normally be something like 4ch 00001i or that same kind of number except with an m at the end if i'm recording in four channels or it would be a little bit different with stereo and such so i get all of these files then i would drag them into audacity or audition or any audio editor And then I would go through and edit each of the files to clip out the beginning part that I didn't want, clip out the end part that I didn't want, enhance the audio just a little bit. And then I would save my files, figure out what the name of the file needed to be, name it that when I saved it, and then use those inside my podcast recording. So it's a hassle to do it that way. The main reason it's a hassle is trying to record while I'm watching the episode 
slowed me down a lot because I would have to keep pausing and skipping back in the episode to make sure that I got the audio and whoops, if I left TweetDeck open at the same time or TweetBot or any program on my computer that makes noise, then sometimes that would accidentally go into the recording of the sound clip. Also, it would be the pain of the fact that I couldn't get my recording exactly right. I would still have to go back into my audio editor to edit my recording, add fade-ins or fade-outs, or clip anything at the beginning or at the end that I just didn't want. So that's why when I decided to switch to editing it all on my computer instead of the analog method of recording it and then editing it, I found that I was saving so much more time, I had so much less editing to do, that I could then focus more on getting my podcast ready or having better quality clips. It just worked out so much better for me. So here are nine steps then for how to edit video clips with Audacity. This works for movies, this works for TV shows, or pretty much any kind of video clip you have. First of all, step one. Prepare your video file. Audacity cannot open a digital rights management encrypted file. So if you have DRM on your file, Audacity will not open it. That means if you purchase TV show episodes or movies off of iTunes, Audacity won't open those. If you uh, use some other system to get a digital copy of your movies or TV shows or video clips and it has digital rights management in it, then Audacity will not open those. So you're going to need to adapt that file for your purposes. This means you may need to re-encode it, you may need to convert it, you may need to strip out the digital rights management for this. Now, one thing to keep in mind when we're talking about removing digital rights management Your use of this clip better be for fair use, and that would be for the sake of commentary, critique, or review. And that's what we do in our Once Upon a Time podcast. We use sound clips and then comment on those sound clips. We don't play the whole movie. We're not redistributing the whole movie, and we're not using it as our own kind of thing, like to use their theme music as our theme music. We're not doing that kind of thing. That stuff is copyright violating, but for using a sound clip for commenting, then it's covered under fair use law, which is actually uh, circumvents the, or not circumvents, but is a higher law to the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Fair use has been around for a lot longer. And so you're okay to copy these things and use them for educational purposes and commentary and such. So prepare your video video file however that is. Maybe you buy a program that can convert your video files from iTunes purchases into something else. That's what I do. Maybe you use something that rips video off of DVDs, puts it on your computer into some format. Whatever the case, make sure that you've got your video file and it can be the entire thing. So in the case of Once Upon a Time, I have about a 43-minute episode, 43-minute video, and that's what I'm going to use to make my sound clips. Next, step two is install the FFmpeg extension to Audacity. This is a special plugin that allows you to open and to import and export multiple formats, more formats than Audacity supports by default. Like some of the most interesting formats you can now do with the FFmpeg plugin is 
MP4 video. So what happens is when you install this and then restart Audacity, you'll be able to drag your video files into Audacity. So to install this, I'll have links in the show notes for the instructions about how to install FFmpeg into Audacity, but it's it's pretty easy. You just download the file and double-click it to install, or there might be a little bit more instructions depending on your platform, but it's the FFmpeg plugin. It is free, and it's available from Audacity's website, but I'll have a link directly to it in the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 120 if you want to check that out. And also, if you're interested in letting me know what you thought of the content in this episode, then you can go there to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 120 and let me know what you thought of this and respond to this content. So once you have FFmpeg installed on your computer for Audacity, make sure you restart Audacity. And then you can open your DRM-free video inside of Audacity. This is step three. Now, it's not so straightforward as going to the file menu and choosing open. Instead, you'd want to go to the file menu and choose import or just drag your file onto an Audacity window. You need a new Audacity project and you can drag your MP4 video file onto the Audacity window. By the way, this is also a great way if you want to enhance the audio for videos you're producing and your video is saved in MP4 and you don't have a very good video editor that can edit the audio very well. This is a great way to do that, that once you have your video, drag it into Audacity. So now you've got your video in Audacity. It might take a little while to bring your audio side of your video into Audacity. For my 43-minute HD version of an Once Upon a Time episode, it took about three minutes on my computer. Your results will probably vary on that because longer videos, of course, take longer. So then you'll end up with a stereo version of the audio from your video. Now what you need to do, you could consider something in this process just to make it a little bit easier for you. In most of the videos that I've imported into Audacity, I would notice that the video audio comes in kind of quietly. So instead of hearing quiet audio the whole time inside of your Audacity project as you're trying to edit this, what you could consider doing would be normalize your audio and just select all of it, normalize it all to maybe even to zero or minus 0.1. And that will increase the volume all the way across the board, increases it equally. It doesn't even out your volume or mess up any of the fade ins or fade outs or anything like that. It's just a pretty much straight amplification of your audio to a certain level. So when you normalize it that way, it might be a little bit easier for you to hear an audacity But this is only for your convenience because later I'm going to tell you to normalize it again for the sake of usage. So whether you normalize this now or not, it's up to you. You could also consider converting it to mono if you want your computer to just behave a little bit more quickly or you're not concerned about stereo. Those are things you could do once you've opened your video inside of Audacity, but they're not things you have to do. I do them just because it makes it a little bit easier for me to edit, to find my clips, because I'm only working with a single track in mono, and that's how my episodes are published, is in mono. So then, that was step three, open your video in Audacity. Step four, find and select the audio you want. 
by its time code. Now, let's assume you're watching the movie or the TV show or the video separately to be able to find these spots that you want the audio from. So we'll say that I'm watching Once Upon a Time and I find a little audio bit at about 12 minutes. So then I come into Audacity. I've got my audio all there and the 12 minutes in the video version will be the same 12 minute mark in the audio version. So I just go to that mark inside of Audacity, find it, and then I can start playing my audio from there. So for example, in this I see I've brought in some audio into my Audacity from the from the TV show Once Upon a Time. And this is non-normalized audio, so it might sound a little bit quieter to you. But here's what it's like at the 12-minute mark. Sorry, Ms. Mills. Mills. Mayor. Mills. So just looking at the audio, I can get an idea of, oh, there's a silence there. There's The talking actually starts a half second further to the beginning or anything like that. So I can see this, but here's where it's so much easier than other things. Instead of recording my audio, just select the audio that you want. Click and drag across the screen over the section of the audio that you want. Now you've got just the audio selected that you want, and you can press play or spacebar to hear just that audio that you've selected. So I'll select a portion and press spacebar. You're in my seat. Sorry, Ms. Mills. Mills. Mayor. Mills. So maybe that's my audio that I want there. So I've selected that. I could even reduce my amount of selection at the beginning or the end. But now that I found that spot that I want and selected it, then it's time to extract this sound clip. There are three ways that you can do this. You can either duplicate your selection onto another track and export multiple tracks at the same time. That's kind of convenient, kind of batch editing sort of thing. Or you can export just your selection each time you make a selection, or you can copy and paste to a new file. Each of these have their strengths and weaknesses, and it really depends on how you want to edit your audio and what works best for you and the kind of project you're working on. But I'll explain each of these to you of how you can use them and their pluses and minuses. If you're going to duplicate your selection, so you've got your audio selected, then just press Command D on OS X or Control D on Windows or Linux, and this will then duplicate just your selection of audio from one track to another track. It will be aligned exactly as your track that you duplicated, and it will be just below the track. So it's a complete copy of the track, but it's just that portion that you needed. Then what I would recommend doing is over on the left side of the screen, the track control panel, is click on the name of the track and click name and then change it to something descriptive. I always like to put in a number, a hyphen, the person who's speaking, and then something descriptive about the sound clip. So then once you have that that track named, then you can move on down the line, find something else. Maybe you found something at 17 minutes or so that you wanted to get that clip. You duplicate that, you select it, then duplicate. Then you find something at 24 minutes, select and duplicate. So do that as many times as you need. And you'll notice your project will quickly start getting crowded up with all of these tracks 
that each track has a very short portion of audio in it somewhere in the track. So we've got all of these selected, and we could then skip forward to my step six, which I'll talk about, step six, seven, and eight, nine, and all of that. I'll talk about those more in a moment, but we could then start the editing process on these files, like maybe enhancing their audio, editing out any extra silence that we need, doing any kind of fade-ins or fade-outs, normalizing, enhancing, maybe compressing, anything like that. You could do that here, or you could do that separately. But what we could do here with now every piece of audio on its own track, delete your master track just by clicking the little X in the upper left corner of the track control panel. Because when you have all of these tracks plus your master track, which is the full 40 minutes, hour, whatever length of your master audio, if you leave that in your project, then exporting multiple tracks will also export that master track and it just wastes a bit of time. So if you delete that track, then you're left with only your tracks that have the audio clips that you made. Then go to the file menu and choose export multiple. What this will do is it goes through your project, finds every track and exports the audio that's on that track. It doesn't matter where your audio is placed in that track or how the audio in one track relates to another. So if you've got an hour of audio in one track and 10 seconds of audio in the other, then your 10 second audio clip won't be an hour. It'll be 10 seconds. They're not related to each other. This looks at just the audio for each track and exports it based on how much audio is in that track. So what's great about this is when you have then your multiple tracks, you have several options of how you want it to export these multiple tracks. You can choose your export format. I recommend setting it as WAVE, Microsoft signed 16-bit PCM. That's an uncompressed format. But you could choose to set as really anything else. Then you can also choose how you want your files named and how you want your files split. By default, the export multiple, if you have multiple tracks, export multiple will offer to split files based on your tracks. And that's what's easy for our case here. You could use labels for this, but tracks are really the easiest way for what we're doing here because we still have to make some edits here and there. So you can also overwrite any existing files that you have, but a nice section that you have is under the name files area, you can choose to use the label or the track name that you may have already assigned to each track of your audio project, or you can add a number before your label and track name, or you can add a number uh, after the file name and before the prefix and all of that, or before the extension, that is. So you can name your files in some kind of batch formatting method there. So you could say sound clip 001 if you choose numbering after file name prefix. So you type in there sound file or sound clip and then it adds in the 001, 002 and so on. So then when you click export, it exports all of these multiple WAV files that then you can bring back into Audacity to then edit, enhance as you want. Or you might have done that already with the export multiple. The other way that you could do this is you could export your selection. It's kind of the same thing that you're exporting a file, but this way you definitely would not make your edits beforehand. See, when you do the export multiple, 
you'll want you'll have to solo one track or mute your master track and then when you are working on your little sound clips you can hear just it adjust its fade ins fade outs well the other way is select the audio that you want to export and go to the file menu and choose export selection i've actually set up some keyboard shortcuts for this from the preferences but you can uh, use the file menu or you can set up a keyboard shortcut for this but export selection will take just the audio that you have selected and export that as a new file it doesn't reopen the file but this can be a quick way that if you you don't want to mess with duplicating tracks or copying and pasting and such you just want to select a portion export it and be done with it this is a great way for that especially if you plan to run these files through some batch edit tool later on then this will be a great way to quickly create those files just make your selection as before you can press play to make sure you have the right portion of your audio selected and then export the selection so you get just that portion that you have selected and then edit those files later on which i'll mention in a moment then the third way that you can extract the sound clip from your master audio is copying and pasting to a new file this is just as it sounds you make your selection of the audio that you want press command c on os 10 or control c on windows and linux start a new file which you could do with command n or control n then press command v or control v and there are these keyboard shortcuts under the edit menu as well so you paste your audio into your new file so this is now pasted just the audio that you had selected and this is where you can then make your edits that i'll mention in a moment and do anything that you need to this file and export this file this is a bit more of a one at a time method because you are then creating new files or new audacity projects you don't have to save the project but you are creating new files and you have to export each one of these individually so this way will take a little bit more time and might not be as batch friendly as you'd want it to be if you've got a lot of sound clips but if you're just doing one or two sound clips this way might actually be easier for you because then you're focusing on just the sound clip that you need that's all that's in this new project as we copied and pasted so those three ways were duplicate the selection and use export multiple export the selection that you have or copy and paste to a new file so we've extracted the sound clip that's step five through one of those three methods that I just shared. And again, you can go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 120 to see these outlines. And also, I'll have eventually a video demonstrating how to do each of these things. And the video will be shorter than this audio podcast. So you can then extract your audio. Now it's time to do something with that extracted audio. Let's assume you copied and pasted to a new project this what i'm about to tell you applies to even if you did the duplicating but doesn't really apply to just exporting the selections but let's assume you're working or viewing just the sound clip that you want make any kind of edits that you want the kind of edits i would suggest are remove long periods of nothingness Because on a TV show, you can see people's facial expressions or things are happening on the screen that occupy the silence. In audio, the silence is supposed to be occupied by not silence. 
So you may want to remove some silence before your clip, your actual excerpt that you want starts and after it finishes. But also, you might get one of those kinds of audio clips where the person pauses. And those pauses don't sound as good in audio when you're playing it back. (laughs) I hope you didn't think your MP3 player suddenly died. But you could edit out those pauses, and Audacity makes that really easy that you can just select the portion that you want to edit out and press the delete key, and it shifts everything over so it fills in that silence and just shifts everything over and uh, so you get to play your audio back. This can be a little bit of a rough edit sometimes when you have background music or background noise sometimes in your file because you might be hearing the music go one direction and then suddenly cut, it goes in a different direction. But you can sometimes do some stuff there, like you can start splitting into a multi-track editing workflow and then do some crossfades and all of that, or just make a simple cut. It's up to you how you want this to be. But edit your file then to what you need it to be. I would recommend leave about half a second to a second of something at the beginning and end of your file before the speaking starts that you want to use. Now, if you're using music, then you don't have to worry about this kind of editing of something before your music before your music starts because the music is the audio, so that's fine. But I'm talking about leave a little bit of the ambiance sound in there, half a second to a second, because it gives, in my opinion, it gives the listener then the chance for their brain to kind of focus differently on a different kind of audio clip instead of just boom here's the audio and that's it it's more of a setup slightly so edit it to what you need it to be this can also be really helpful in reducing the amount of time because some of these tv show clips or movie clips that you may use have all of these long silences in between their words or their sentences and you really want these things to be strung together for the sake of your conversation so edit those things together and that can make it a lot smoother so instead of playing a sound clip that takes 30 seconds for 10 seconds of dialogue you play a 10 second sound clip that includes that 10 seconds of dialogue so edit it as you need and then step seven i recommend that you normalize the audio I don't recommend that you compress the audio because audio inside of movies and TV shows often has background music, background noise, all of this stuff that can really mess up your compressor and your dynamic compressor or multiband compressor or any kind of compressor that you're using may amplify the background noise more than you want it to. Yeah, you can tweak your settings a bit to be able to do this, but still it's going to miss something or amplify something that you may not want. Like I frequently see a waveform of audio where I see it on the TV screen and I hear it just fine. But then when I look at the audio, I see big differences in volume. And if I try and run this through a compressor, it will kind of mess that up. It'll amplify the parts that are already standing out it'll make them stand out more sure but then the parts that don't stand out very well from the background noise might not be amplified as much as i need it so i recommend just a straight normalization and do this for every one of your audio clips don't just consider that all of your audio clips 
need the same normalization, but normalize each one individually. Now, if you're doing the export multiple option and you have duplicated tracks and you select all of your audio tracks to edit and you run normalize on it, it will normalize each track independently of the other. So if it amplifies one track, three decibels, but the other track only needs one decibel, that's what it will do. It will amplify the one by one decibel, the other track by three decibels, the other track by two and a half. It works that way. So it's looking at the track as a whole, not comparing the tracks between each other. So if you normalize it, that's increasing the overall volume to a maximum point. Yeah, you could consider things like hard limiters, or you could consider other tools instead of normalization, but normalization is the easiest thing, and it also helps make sure that the audio clip is the same thing that you hear from the TV show or movie or whatever video you're using, because you've not changed some of the other volume levels or dynamics of it. So after you've normalized it, I recommend a step eight to this process, and that is add some fades in and out. You don't have to do this, but I do recommend doing this. And these aren't big fades like three-second fades or 10-second fades or anything like that, but these would be subtle fades for your audio that help make it just a little bit better when you're playing it in your recording or using it inside of your podcast episode, whether you play that live into your podcast or whether you uh, use that um, in your audio editor then after that. So here is an example of some audio that I'll play for you. This is a short little segment of audio from Once Upon a Time. Stop! Get out of the way! Not until someone helps me destroy magic! There's no... So that's an example of it unfaded in or out. It's just boom, it starts, and boom, it finishes. And as you could tell, I even accidentally got a little bit of a word in there at the end. So I might clip that out and shorten the end of it. But the advantage of the fade in. So you heard the beginning, and let me play that again. This is not faded at all. Stop! So you just hear the the sound is suddenly there. There's no lead in to it. So what you do in Audacity to add a fade in is select the portion that you want to fade, either in or out. So if you're at the beginning of the track, select just the first second, half a second, however long you want the fade to be. Select that much of your audio. Then go to the effect menu, and there are basic options for fade in and fade out. Don't use the crossfade in or crossfade out. Those are for different kinds of fades that are inside of Audacity. But I recommend you could just use the basic fade in or fade out. Or you can use Audacity's new adjustable fade option to change how this fade comes in and out and use different patterns there. But the basic effect menu, fade in or fade out, works great for you. So here it is, unfaded in. So you almost hear a click when it starts because it's just suddenly starting. Well, here it is now. I've selected about a second of this noise before the audio, and I chose fade in. Now, here it is, faded in. Stop! Get out of the way! Not until someone helps me destroy magic! 
So that end was a little bit choppy too, so I just select that portion of silence at the end, go to the effect menu, and choose fade out, and now here's the end of the audio. Destroy magic! So it now sounds a whole lot better because it smoothly fades in and smoothly fades out. And these aren't long fades. That end fade out was less than half a second. That was closer to a quarter of a second, my end fade out. My fade in was closer to a second. And this can vary based on your needs. You could make a really short fade in or fade out, and it can work really well. It just helps prevent that almost click sound to your audio. So instead, you have this smooth bit of your audio comes in and goes out. So let's compare this. This is the fading in and out method. Stop! Get out of the way! Not until someone helps me destroy magic! And then here's the non-smooth, non-faded-out version. Stop! Get out of the way! Not until someone helps me destroy magic! So this is a great way that you don't have to do it. If you're pressed for time, you don't have to do this, but I do recommend it. Now, if you use a program like Soundboard for OS X to play your sound recordings live into your recording then when you play these sound clips, you can set up soundboard so it will automatically fade in or fade out a certain amount of time for any sound clip that you play. Or you can easily add fade-ins and fade-outs on your soundboard app or like this actual app that I use on my Mac, which is called Soundboard from Ambrosia Software. It's a $40 program, but I do really like it and I'm using it consistently now. So once you have your editing for your audio clip finished, you've normalized it, you've added some fade-ins and fade-outs, and it is important to get that order correct. Normalize it after you've edited it. If you normalize before you edit, then you may be leaving in a loud portion that you would otherwise edit out, but that's affecting how much your audio is normalized. But if you do your edits first, then the volume that's left is what is actually taken into consideration when you normalize. Same thing with with if you fade in and fade out, your fade in and fade out will be affected by what your starting volume is. So normalize it first, then do your fade ins and fade outs, or do your edits before you do your fade ins and fade outs. And that way it's just much easier. Now the fade ins and fade outs are a little bit more graceful as it comes to edits because you may not need to adjust your fade ins or fade outs if you edit something in the middle, but definitely normalize after you do your fade ins and fade outs. So then once you have your audio, you've edited it, you've normalized it, and you've optionally added some fade ins and fade outs, then you export it as a wave file uncompressed audio file. I highly recommend this because however you are going to use this audio clip that you now have, you would be best using an uncompressed version. I use uncompressed versions when I play my audio into the recording. So whenever you hear me play a voicemail, a sound clip, music, anything like that, I'm playing it from my soundboard app into my recording. So it's best to have that audio at its highest quality because it's going into my recording, which I'm also, by the way, recording uncompressed too. So I'm not losing any quality there. And then when I do my edits, when I'm finally finished, then I compress it to MP3. But even if you put in your sound clips after you've recorded your podcast, so maybe you record your podcast saying, and now here's a sound clip from the movie, 
you have your silence so that you know how to put that in later. And then you continue on with your podcast and you decide, I'm going to insert this in post-production. Well, even if you do that, bringing in an uncompressed audio into there will be better because you will ultimately compress your audio to mp3 at some point or some kind of compressed audio format. If you do that, then it compresses all of the audio that's there, including any sound clips, which if the sound clips were also mp3 or were compressed, then you're recompressing already compressed information and you lose more sound quality. So I always recommend work with uncompressed files as much as you can until you're finally ready to make that last final file ready for publishing. Then that can be your MP3. But everything else along the way, I recommend that it be uncompressed audio. So those are the steps for how to edit movies, TV shows, or video clips with Audacity. If you want to check out the show notes, you will see a video about how to do this pretty soon over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 120. If you're signed up on the email newsletter list, then I'll let you know when this video gets posted because the videos always take a lot longer to produce than the audio does. So the video will be there probably a couple or a few days after the audio is posted. So later on in the first week of April 2013, it may already be there by the time you're listening to this. But if you're on my newsletter over at theaudacitypodcast.com, then you will receive the announcement of when my video is posted there. If the video is already there or you sign up to the newsletter a little bit later, then you may miss the announcement, but it will be there soon. And it will be a lot shorter than this, and I'll show you how to do these steps so you can see these things working, see what it looks like to do these steps to edit the difference between the fade-ins and fade-outs and such. And that'll be over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash one two zero if you want to check that out and you can also comment on the show notes over there to let me know what you thought of this and how you're using it or provide any kind of feedback or whatever to this content now a few announcements for you in the podcasting space there's a new email address for if you want to get your podcasts into the zoom marketplace or also known as the windows phone marketplace or the Windows 8 Music Store, whatever it's called now, or wherever uh, Verizon, not Verizon, wherever Microsoft takes this, then you'll be able to get your podcast into here. And that is you're still emailing Rob Greenley. He personally handles these requests. But if you need to update something about your podcast listing in the Zoom and Windows Phone area, or you want to submit a new podcast, just email this new address, podcasts that's with an S at the end, at Microsoft.com. So that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at M-I-C-R-O-S-O-F-T.com. Podcasts at Microsoft.com. And right now, Rob Greenlee is still the one who receives those emails, but also his team can have access to that. And it's a more standardized non-personalized email address, which I'm really glad that Microsoft made this email address. It makes it so much easier. So just email your RSS feed to this address, your URL for your RSS feed, and let them know, I'd like this podcast added to the podcast directory on the Windows phone and Zoom platform. Or you can say, if you've updated something like your podcast cover art, or your description, or anything like that, want to switch your RSS feeds, which I recently did all of those. I updated my description, updated my podcast cover arts, um, updated, I think, a couple of the titles, just adding some keywords in there, 
and updated uh, my RSS feed addresses. So I just emailed podcasts at microsoft.com and let them know what changed. So just telling them these addresses, these podcasts are already here, but please change the feed address to this. Please update the podcast cover art. Please update the description, all of that. And they'll pull that from your RSS feed into their store. So that's podcasts at microsoft.com. And I'll have that email address in the show notes as well over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 120. Or I'll have a blog post specifically about this very soon. So that's really the easiest way to get an RSS feed uh, in a podcast directory. Just email Rob behind that. And he's very quick with doing those. Also, I have a couple webinars coming up. I have the WordPress webinar coming up on April 20th and a another webinar on how to use Audacity on April 18th. Both of these webinars will be $100 each, or you can pre-order tickets for both of these that will then make it $170 if you'd like to attend both of them. The WordPress webinar will be all about how to use WordPress, whether you're a blogger or a podcaster. I'll show you how to take advantage of tags and categories and make new posts and pages and manage your menus and install themes, plugins, update things, all of that, how to back up certain things related to WordPress. I'll show you how to do that with WordPress. So this is a great foundation for podcasters. I won't be focusing much on the podcasting perspective of using WordPress, but this is the foundation for it because WordPress powers great podcasting websites, and it's the way I recommend that people have a podcast website. So learning how to create a post, a page, the difference between those things, organize them in categories, stick them in a menu, change your header or footer depending on your themes, find themes, install themes, plugins, all of that stuff, manage your website with WordPress. This will be a great foundation for that. If you have a website with WordPress and you're a little bit lost with WordPress or you've heard about WordPress and want to get into it, then this is the workshop for you. The way that you can sign up for this is I'll have this link working very soon. If you go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash learnwp, that's theaudacitypodcast.com slash learnwp, that stands for WordPress, and that will take you to the registration form where you can find out more information about this and sign up and reserve your space. If you would like to sign up for my next Learn Audacity workshop, by the way, that WordPress webinar will be on Saturday at noon Eastern Daylight Time, that's GMT minus four on April 20th, and uh, it will not be sold after the fact, but if you sign up for it and can't make it to the actual live webinar, you will still receive a recording of the webinar. Uh, that way you still get your full money's worth there, but we'll have some questions, answers, and I'll share my screen and show you how to do these things inside of WordPress. And then on May 18th is another Learn Audacity webinar at noon Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four. And you can sign up for that at learnaudacity.com. I'll have that page updated very soon for the new dates for the Learn Audacity webinar on May 18th. And both of these, like I said, are $100 each, or you can order both for $175. Now, if you'd like to reserve your seat for both then please email me first because I need to give you a certain discount coupon that will, or a certain link that will then register you for both things. And you can email me feedback at the audacitypodcast.com. 
And that's the same email address that you can use for if you have any Audacity questions, podcasting questions, anything that I can help you understand inside of WordPress or uh, podcasting or PowerPress or Adobe Audition or, or anything related to podcasting. Email me your questions or send in your questions. You can email written or recorded feedback, even video, to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com. You can also call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go out to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message link. And that also works on your iOS devices, iPads, iPhones, iPod touches. And then you can record your message right from your device and send it straight to me. And I will look at recording a podcast specifically answering your questions or exploring that in a much bigger, broader topic and really cover thoroughly as you've come to know and love in the Audacity to Podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 120. Make sure you're signed up for the email newsletter where I send out podcasting tips and announcements of certain important things like the video for this episode or upcoming webinars and especially focusing on podcasting tips and also asking you questions about what you'd like to learn about podcasting. Sign up for the webinars at theaudacitypodcast.com slash learnwp for the WordPress webinar, or go to learnaudacity.com for the Audacity webinar, and I'd love to have you a part of this. We had a lot of fun last time, and I look forward to having you part of it, too, coming up. And you can follow me on Twitter at TheRamenNoodle. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at Noodle. .mx. Like learn productivity tips from beyond the to-do list, get theories and discussion about the TV show Once Upon a Time from One's Podcast, laugh with our clean comedy, The Ramen Noodle, get a Christian worldview from Christian Meets World, and more at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.